Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pastor's Ponderings. I'm Pastor Kevin from the Hidden Alliance Church, and I'm Pastor Ryan. And uh, we're here together to uh, bring to you some thoughts and uh, to revisit Sunday's message and hopefully maybe uh, ponder a few things about it and maybe dig up a few other things that maybe we didn't have time to say in the service. And uh, so this is our way of kind of rethinking and reshaping and wandering through the message and hopefully learning some new things. And I'm glad you're here and I hope that you can enjoy the journey with us. And uh, so we look forward to spending this next I don't know, half hour with you and uh, Lord willing, you'll be blessed as well. Well, it is good to be back again. Yes, it is. And thank you for filling the pulpit. On Sunday, although I guess it's not really a pulpit, it's a music stand. <laughs> um, it was great for me to get to be with my daughter and her husband as they moved to their first house. That's exciting. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, my legs are very sore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my back is sore. But it was worth it. And it was a quick trip there and a quick trip back to the Okanagan. But I knew that the church was in good hands. So thank you for studying up and for presenting a great message from the book of Ephesians. Eh? Yes. Um you you got kind of uh, I guess you got kind of swallowed up by the whole idea of redemption. I did. It is quite the quite the uh, story, I guess you'd say, mm -hmm. but also it is deep and wide and meaningful, and it makes one feel like they're worthy, mm -hmm. even though we're not. That's right. That's the whole point of redemption. Yeah that we can't pay it. So someone paid it for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey there. Were you able to unpackage it the way you wanted to? Was there some things you'd like to add now that you've got some time mm -hmm. to chat a little bit about it? Yeah. So when I started studying, just redemption kept sticking out mm -hmm. to me and I couldn't get past it. And like I said, on Sunday, it was, you know, I got stuck yeah. there in a yeah. good way. Yeah. As I started thinking and praying through what it actually meant to be redeemed and started reading in Hebrews about, you know, from the Jewish perspective, yeah. all of their history was pointing forward to their ultimate redemption in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing I didn't quite get to was they allowed the rules and the ceremonies and the regulation to blind them so that when Jesus did come, so many didn't recognize him. Yeah. So many, even, you know, so many of the religious leaders rejected him and they were the ones that um, ultimately crucified him. Yeah. They had in their minds that they needed to follow rules, that they needed to be good enough. Mm -hmm. And the works and the legalism blinded them to mm -hmm. the free gift that Jesus was offering. Mm -hmm. I think in our lives, even as Christians, we can forget that Jesus has already paid the price for yeah. our sin. Yeah, definitely. We can get caught up in, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. we are called to follow him. We're called to live yeah. righteous and holy lives. Right. But our salvation and our value isn't dependent on what no. we do. Yeah. And we can get in that mindset. And then I think that opens up the door to shame where mm -hmm. it's, I'm not good enough. Right. And even though we know the gospel, even though, we, even though we know that Jesus died for our sin, we can get caught in that trap of shame of saying, well, look at my life. Yeah. Look at what I've done. Look at what I'm still doing. Mm. Is Jesus's grace really enough for me? Yeah. And I think just like the, the Jewish people, the Israelites who got 
so caught up in we need to be cleansed and so we need to follow these rituals and they were blinded when it came to jesus we can get caught up in we're called to be holy we're called to be different and so let me just work at it yep instead of no no it's a person it's jesus yeah yeah i like how you backgrounded the whole story with the cost being compared to the number of animals Mm -hmm. that basically didn't do enough. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you said how over hundreds of years, all those lambs, right. all those bulls, all those birds that were slaughtered because the graphic illustration of how death and blood had to cover sin. Mm -hmm. And then to find out after all that, it wasn't, it wasn't enough. enough. It wasn't enough. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, that was a, a great way to sort of picture the, the backdrop of what redemption is. It's it's all about the cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I know, I've mentioned it before when I was preaching last week about how the my brother-in-law, or sorry, my brother and sister-in-law, they went and adopted a little fella from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. The cost is astronomical. Oh, you, yeah. you have to be so driven and committed to make it work. Right. Or... You won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you got to follow through and it's so expensive and you just think it's another thing and another, another delay. It's another this, mm -hmm. another that. Right. And, um, and then at the end of the day, you know, it's a little bit like you're paying for a product. Right. You know, I hate to say it that way, <laughs> but you get there and find out, well, the product isn't quite what you were thinking it was going to be or mm -hmm. whatever, but you just decide, no, 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 we, we've, we've put a lot of money into this, right? We will love this guy. Yes. <laughs> you know? And of course, you know, he's so cute. You, it didn't, it wasn't like they had to learn to love him. Right. You know, he was just instantly just sort of absorbed into their whole world of love. Mm -hmm. But redemption is uh, paying the cost and adoption. And yeah, yeah, the, there was no way that we could possibly have um, sacrificed enough mm -hmm. To That's right. somehow get into some good graces here yeah. with God. You know? <laughs> uh, no, I thought you did a great job of that, and I love how in Ephesians, like it, he he combines it all kind of in a big thought. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished. Right. You mentioned that, yes, the whole idea of being lavished. And I thought, with all wisdom and understanding, and I thought to me, you know, like I saw when you were talking there, I saw in my mind's eye the idea that because the limitation of the bulls and the blood and the sacrifice of the Old Testament wasn't even close, mm -hmm. but the Lamb of God coming and actually filling the gap and fulfilling what was missing right. mm -hmm. was the lavish part. Mm -hmm. So as big as it is, like as, as big as the numbers of bulls that were sacrificed, right. and it was only for a certain group of people, mm -hmm. right? You, I think That's you mentioned right. that too. It was only for the Jewish people. Right. It wasn't for the world. No. It was just for the Jewish people. And then Jesus comes and he fills that gap. And you think, okay, it's for the world now. You think about that's that describes lavishness. That's yeah. that's way beyond what was necessary in that right. sense, yeah. or you know, because it was from the from God Himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved I loved what you did there. I thought it was really good to kind of dig a little deeper into that whole idea of being bought. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's talked about. It doesn't get a lot of airtime, I don't think. No. Um, like comparing it, because I think you're right. I think most people tend to 
sort of degrade themselves eventually. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've blown it so many times. Right. The focus is nowhere near what he's saying here. Not at all. It's all paid for. Stop yeah. trying to pay for right. it again. You know, <laughs> it's already been paid. Stop, yeah. stop trying to pay the bill. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anything else that you uh, thought you wanted to run through this whole gamut of unpackaging? Right. Well, Sunday, I didn't have enough time to really focus in on the inheritance that we have. Right. Yes. I know we, you know, I touched on it. You know, we were saved from something mm -hmm. to something else. We yeah, were redeemed yeah. from sin for an inheritance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what is that inheritance? Yeah. What exactly is that inheritance? Right. And, you know, you spoke on this the week prior when you, you know, you said that um, you pointed to that we have every spiritual blessing mm -hmm. in the heavenly places in yeah. Christ. Yeah. And, you know, it isn't just that Jesus took us from, you know, out of a bad situation and, you know, placed us in just kind of a mediocre position. Right. It's he took us out of a, a horrendous situation mm -hmm. and took us to the very opposite extreme yeah. of a great phenomenal position mm -hmm. of being adopted as children of God mm -hmm. and all of the blessing and all the inheritance that comes with that. Yeah. And, you know, when we think of, you know, forgiveness, I think in our human frail understanding of it, so many times we say we forgive somebody. Yeah. But whatever we have forgiven can still affect the relationship that we have with that person, mm. whether it's a break in trust yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be. Those things that happen yeah. can still create a bit of a barrier in that relationship. True. Yeah. Whereas in Christ, he doesn't just forgive us, but still see that sin, still see, you know, I still remember what you did, mm -hmm. but he takes us to the furthest extreme of um, I think it's in the Psalms where it says he throws our sin as far yep. as the East is from the West mm -hmm. and he remembers our sin no more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it isn't just that, you know, he forgives us, but it still might be held against us. It's a complete forgiveness yeah. and a forgetting, a yeah. purposeful forgetting yeah. that I'm not going to hold that against you. Yeah. And I'm going to give you what you do not deserve, which right. is that inheritance. Yeah. 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 Mm. Inheritance is always something you haven't earned. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I suppose a, a, a say a, a weird family situation where your maybe older brother deserved more, so he got more. Right. But if you think about inheritance, it's always something you didn't have before that suddenly now right. you have. Mm -hmm. You didn't. You just had the right name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is is how you think of it. But you're right. With inheritance comes this beautiful sort of, I guess, reiteration of he paid the price mm -hmm. and you are the benefactor right and inheritance is almost the same thing your your predecessor paid the price he was the one who made the money or he was the one who inherited the right. or, or uh, had the wherewithal the mm -hmm. houses the business whatever and now suddenly he dies and it's yours right uh and you you, you may not even know how to run a business but yeah. it's now suddenly yours <laughs> you know because that's in the way inheritance works right and uh, so, yeah, I totally agree. You, there's so much mm -hmm. in inheritance that I think you could probably spend a day just talking about, okay, what else have we inherited? Well, we've inherited a sense of his presence. Mm -hmm. We've inherited meaning. We've inherited purpose. We've mm -hmm. inherited the spirit of God. And like you talked right. about, he seals us yeah. um, and making us aware of how much he 
um, how much we actually do have mm -hmm. and constantly reminding us that's right. the Holy Spirit's work in our life, uh, reminding us of what we've been given. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The Holy Spirit is a huge reminder of, of our inheritance. He seals what we have until the day that Christ comes, you know, and he's right. like, okay, well, what does that all mean? But I think basically it means he's the guarantor. He's the right. one that says, no, 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 I'm here. Yeah. Because if I wasn't here, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have anything you just read would not be to you because I'm the, I'm the one who brings it to you. Right. I'm the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like good. you go to the bank and you go to get a mortgage and they look at your finances and say, there is no way that we are giving you a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. And then your dad walks in. Yeah. And says, I'll be the guarantee. Mm -hmm. And they know if if or when you fall short, yeah. that guarantee is going to step up yeah. and yeah. and cover it. Yep. We're covered. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Right on. You mentioned uh, in the in the message, you spent a little bit of time on um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer and his mm -hmm. whole idea of cheap grace. Yeah. What a great topic. And, oh, you know, costly grace versus cheap grace. Yeah. Um, I remember too, when I first read those books and, and read through the whole idea of cheap grace, and it was hard to kind of get my head around it because mm -hmm. grace is grace, right? Right. I mean, there are some arguments that say, you know, there's no such thing as cheap or costly grace. It's all grace. Right. But I think from Bonhoeffer's perspective, if I receive his grace, but then I don't care that I have received his grace, mm -hmm. then it cheapens what I have received in that right. sense, right? Yeah. But if I embrace what he's given to me and I and I learn how it works in my life, mm -hmm. well, now it the cost becomes for me um, the proof of its genuine value, right? Mm -hmm. right? It's genuine value. Grace yeah. is genuine value. It's not that it wasn't already genuinely valuable. Right. It's that my perception or my experience of its genuine valuableness, mm -hmm. that's a word, yeah. <laughs> um, suddenly now takes hold, takes root in my life. Right. So I don't want to cheapen what I've been given. I don't want to have a cheapened experience right. of this amazing, lavished on mm -hmm. me grace. I want to have the full experience that I can have. Right. And the cost and the sacrifice that he that he brought the costliness of that grace shows me that the way I can know that grace is actually through the same costliness. I, I have to right. give up yeah. so I can know his grace. I mm -hmm. give up my life. Yeah. I surrender who I am. I give up what I want so I can have what he wants. Right. That's what grace is. That's the whole thing of this costly grace. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that's part of it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, where did you come up with that or how did you come to that? Like, have you read right. that before yeah, somewhere? I, and yeah, I read the book a few years ago, and that that dichotomy between cheap grace versus costly grace has stuck with me. And um, when I was studying this past week and really thinking through redemption and the price that was paid, and how we're called to respond to to that, yeah, and recognize the cost that that was given, um, it just made me think, wow, like. How many times do I take advantage of grace? Mm -hmm. And not necessarily by saying, you know, I might, you know, I don't outright come out and say, well, I'm forgiven. So I'm going to go do this, this, and this because right. I want to, and it's going to be fine. Right. But it can be just in our day-to-day -day lives of 
what are we striving for? What are we living our life for? Yeah. And are we seeing Jesus as kind of that add on? Yeah. That, you know, I have a pretty good life, but Jesus is that just that bit that takes it to, you know, takes yeah, it to yeah. the top. Yeah. Or am I recognizing that he took me from nothing mm -hmm. and gave me an inheritance? Right. And now my life should reflect that. Yeah. yeah. That the way I live my life mm -hmm. should reflect the inheritance that he bought for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And I think of um, the parable that Jesus tells of the the man who found a treasure in a field. Yeah. It says he covers it up and he goes and he sells all that he has to buy that field. Yeah. He had to change his life. Yes. He had to sell everything that he yeah. had so that he could afford that, that field. That piece of property, yeah. That piece of property. But he knew that the treasure that awaited him was yeah. far greater yeah. than yeah. that which he was selling. True enough, yeah. And so in... In my life, in our lives, are we recognizing the value mm -hmm. of Christ? Yeah. Are we recognizing the value of that inheritance? Yeah. The price that he paid mm -hmm. to secure that inheritance. And are we now living our life pursuing that inheritance? Yeah. Saying that is my greatest treasure. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to spend my entire life pursuing. Yeah. Not just Sunday mornings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not just certain times, but all of me, my mm. entire life. Mm. You know, uh, would it be fair to say it's kind of like a debt of gratitude? Mm -hmm. Like when I lived in the Philippines, they taught us before we went there, this culture is a culture of debt of gratitude. So if I do mm. something kind for you, then I am obligated now yeah. to make sure that I pay back mm -hmm. or at least maybe not to the level you gave, but at least right. recognizing that you honored me by giving me something. Mm -hmm. So that's the debt of gratitude. So right. you there's, and it has strong, strong ties, especially family ties. Right. So if someone has sacrificed for you, well then it's almost like, it, it seemed like from the outside, an observer looking in, it almost seemed like you became a slave to that person, mm -hmm. even though technically you weren't. Right. But the, the pull, the obligation right. to respond to what was done for you is so strong. That's what it looked mm -hmm. like. You didn't have any free will. You just, right. oh, that was that was for me. Okay, well, mm -hmm. I now owe you my life. Right. You know. <laughs> and I wonder. I don't. I, I think it has. It's too negative to kind of attach mm -hmm. that kind of mentality to grace, mm -hmm. because God doesn't look at us and say, "You owe me now." No. Okay. He just says, "Use it." Right. Use the grace. Mm -hmm. I've given you this grace. It's for you. Yes, there is an obligation, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Right. I'm doing my air quotes. You can't yeah. see them. <laughs> but uh, there's an obligation. But it's not meant to be lived out like that kind of that Filipino way where right. it's a debt of gratitude. I, mm -hmm. I now owe you everything. Right. It's true that we do owe him everything, but our obligation is out of love. Right. And sometimes in those debt of obligations or the debt of gratitude stuff, it, it was a little fuzzy if love was the right. motivating thing there. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt more like the culture was saying, dictating, you have to do right. this. Mm -hmm. You receive something you owe. Right. And I didn't sense love in that. Not, not every case, but mm -hmm. definitely most cases that I would run across or mm -hmm. conversations that would go that way. So I think it would be fair to say it's kind of like a debt of gratitude, like in that yeah. culture. But it's bigger and more positive. Definitely, it's it's, it's like uh, all right. Uh, we, uh, I can sin, 
that's true. Mm-hmm. And I can find forgiveness all in grace. Right. But do I want to? Mm-hmm. Right. Now that's my question because now Paul comes along and says later on, uh, should I sin that grace may abound? Of course not. By no means. Yeah. So the possibility though is still there. Right. I can sin yep. and still know his grace is there. Mm-hmm. And and if I just live that way in that kind of muck and mire, well, then I am now experiencing a cheapened version of his grace. Right. Not because his grace is cheaper. It's just no. simply because my experience of it is very limited because mm-hmm. I refuse to use the grace to help me live a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I'm happy just to sin and carry on and having my own way. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would I would think that there's probably um, Christians out there that maybe haven't thought much about this. Yeah, they've been given this lavish grace. Right. They've been given this redemption. Mm-hmm. They know they have it. They think, okay, I'm going to heaven. Right. But I wonder where it falls in their daily lives. Yeah. Do they actually practice the lavished grace mm-hmm. and respond out of like, wow, I've been set free. I've been given this great gift. Right. I've got to make sure I use it. Yeah. Or does it turn slowly into kind of the Filipino version of debt of gratitude where I, oh yeah, I guess I should probably do this. Right. I'm going to do my duty and go to church on Sunday. Yeah. Or or do it out of just a simple, yeah, more of a, I guess an obligation is the best way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Which is still grace because the grace provides for you to do that. Right. But it's not experiencing the richness of that grace, the fullness, the power that's Mm -hmm. in that grace. And the lavishness of that grace to help you. Right. Instead, you're limiting it just because you can't see past yourself. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, going back to what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, you know, it's costly because it calls a man to give up his life. Yeah. But it's grace because it gives you the only life worth living. Right. And that's, I think, what it's recognizing is that anything that, Christ calls us to let go up mm-hmm. pales in value compared to what he calls us to. Right. But in the process, in the process, it doesn't always look like it that. doesn't feel and like it doesn't it. feel like that. It, Not at all. And you wonder, yeah, is this all going to come out? Okay. Mm-hmm. But you relinquish control. Right. To him. Yeah. And you're right. I don't think there's ever been a chance. Like he always talks about how, or Jesus talks about how uh, when you cast your bread out on the water, it will return to you mm-hmm. many fold kind of right. return, like ro- running over and all that stuff. Right. And you think, you know, that's how most of us go in. We go in tepid. Right. We go in a little bit. Ooh, if I do yeah, this, you know, no. uh, <laughs> give this up, got to give that up. It's all a don't do this and don't do that kind right. of feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to sacrifice. It's hard work. But then when I finally do it, it's like Jesus, didn't he talk about the birth pains of a mother? Mm-hmm. Like you for, right. you would forget those because of the joy of what you have. Right. right? It's not like you don't, it's not like you forget them. The, right. the pain of them goes away, subsides right. because what you have is a gift of life, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a a bit of a journey like that. And I I, I wish that not only would I have started thinking more clearly about this way sooner, Mm -hmm. uh, but I wish many of my Christian friends who, they would talk like, they would just say, uh, oh yeah, well, like I'm forgiven. I can live this way. It's okay. It's all under the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Go and have fun. Question mark, question mark. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, are you ruining your life by making these choices? Right. And some of them have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're, the grace is there for you to do that too. Yeah. You His have grace the grace of God true. to actually ruin your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what it's meant for. No, not at all. But if you don't take advantage of it and live in the lavishness of it, mm -hmm. you can destroy your life. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I think, what does Paul say? Saved as though by fire. As though by fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saved, but just barely. Just by the barely. Smell of smoke. Teeth. Smell of teeth. <laughs> skin of your teeth. Smell of smoke. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else that uh, you wanted to cover from Sunday? You know, one last thing I want to just remind people of, because I know I need this reminder. Hmm. We've been given the Holy Spirit, and He's there to remind us. Yeah. And if we call out to Him, yeah, He will remind us. Yeah. We can get so caught up in so much else in life, um, whether it's failures or stresses or things that are out of our control. Yeah. And sometimes we just need that reminder, mm. and we can know that if we have trusted in Jesus, we have been given His Spirit in our lives mm. to be that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to encourage yeah. anybody listening, if mm -hmm. you are drowning, if you feel like you are overwhelmed, mm -hmm. if you feel like you've messed up one too many times, ask the Holy Spirit. He's mm -hmm. there to be your reminder yeah. of the inheritance that Jesus has purchased for you. You bet. Yes. And also, I think even in that, in that sense and in that regard, when you call out to him for forgiveness or for grace, the grace for you to turn your life around from the mistakes you've been yeah. making is equally as lavish. That's right. As the grace that made you aware yeah. of the fact that you are, <laughs> it just never ends, right? right. It's just constantly grace mm -hmm. all the way. Absolutely. So true. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you a little bit about is this, yeah. this graphic experience that you took the church through on Sunday with yes. <laughs> a man who claims to be a prophet being told by God to go find a prostitute, right. marry her, have a few kids. Yeah. She leaves and then he goes back. How much is uh, like, uh, he goes to find her, right? That was the thing. Right. He go goes find to her. go find her. And then he finds her finally. And it, it appears like she's obviously owned by a pimp or something. Right. And then the cost was paid yeah. so that he could buy her back to be his wife. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the dynamics of that whole thing are actually, you're right. It is scandalous. Grace That's is right. scandalous. It's a hard story to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because of the graphic nature of it. Yeah. Um, if we, you know, saw it played out in front of us today, not many of us would be able, I think, to watch. Mm -hmm. It would almost, almost putting yeah. your head down and, you know, peering out of the corner of your yeah. eye. Is this yeah. really happening? Yeah, is this really <laughs> going on? Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I think it just shows the magnitude, you know, number one of what sin is, mm -hmm. that it's ugly. Mm -hmm. It isn't pretty. No. It, comes, Jesus, it starts out that way, though. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Puts on a really good face. Yeah. 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 But it's ugly. Yeah. But Jesus wasn't afraid to walk in the ugly and mm -hmm. the dirty mm -hmm. to save us. Spectacular story. Yeah. Great illustration of who Jesus mm -hmm. was in the midst of that, eh? Yeah. He is our Hosea. Yeah. He's the one who came and paid the price. That's right. He's the Savior. Mm -hmm. And we were lost and hopeless, being sold down the river by our decisions. Yeah. Hmm. 
No, I still staggers me that uh, Hosea went along with the whole scheme. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. What did his friends say? I was, oh, I you know, know, there's so many conversations around right. it that you'd yeah. love to have been a fly in the wall. Oh, no. Especially because when we remember God's standard of marriage, yeah, again, well, that yeah. he wasn't just saying go shack up with a prostitute. No, yeah, no, go marry her. Marry her. All yeah. that that entails. Yeah. Like, covenant uh, yourself with her. Yeah. Give yourself to her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like what you did on Sunday. Like, what? Did I just hear you right? Yeah. <laughs> God, you can't be serious. There's no, there no way that I will do this. But then I guess eventually he obviously did. He he recognized what God was saying about unfaithful Israel is like this. Mm-hmm. And then you just pop out the name Israel and you put your name in there. That's right. Because <laughs> Israel was a guy, right? Yeah, that well, that's he right. used to have the name Jacob. Right. And Jacob was a scoundrel. And that's you just right. think, okay. This is who he's talking about, not just the nation of Israel, but me, no. me, yeah. me and my waywardness. Mm-hmm. And if you put yourselves in the shoe of Gomer, you realize, um, yeah, pretty sad what I am capable of doing. And then realizing that my savior had to come and get in the dirt with me to pull me out. Right. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good stuff. Great story. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thankful for redemption. Me too. And I'm thankful that I have a God who is willing to pay the price for me so that I yes. can live free, mm-hmm. fully, and in lavished grace. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this week we have a um, a break. We are taking a little break from our um, normal activity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we will have um, one of our uh, missions people coming here. Yes, looking forward overseas. to that. So we may take a break and maybe talk about some other issues or something for yeah. the next one. But uh, we'll be back in uh, Ephesians after that. Yeah. Carrying on. Carrying, carrying on in chapter one. Keep going. That's right. All right. Well, All thank right. you for joining us today. And I hope that you've been encouraged. Yes. And I just want to say too, like, you know, those of you who may be listening to us, if you're near us, uh, don't be afraid to send us a email if you yeah, have questions. Yeah, reach out to us, please. Yeah, reach out to us. Yeah, uh, you can contact us here at the Hill Alliance Church. You can call here. It's a, it, you know, if you Google it, uh, you'll find our website, mm-hmm. and you can contact us, and we'll definitely reach out back to you and try to help you through any of the questions you might have. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, Kevin. And good job, Sunday. Loved Thank it. You. All Thank right. You. God bless. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this week's Pastor's Ponderings. We hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to diving in again with you next week. But until then, keep loving God and serving people.